0: red eye all one word for 15% off your stay at motel6.com that's a great deal and that's just something i've noticed brought to you by motel 6
1: now it's red eye radio gary mcnamara and eric harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Hi. Download our app today. Listen anywhere you want if you can't listen live overnight. Well, you said all right, so I All right. Got through it real quick. Oh, you were just, you were just No, I all... said hi. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you just said it. All right. Uh-huh like you had something to like you actually had something to say on a talk show. No, I don't. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> All right, first off, we did this the other day. I forgot I think it was I think it was Fox that had a headline that was not accurate. And I can't remember what it was about, but it wasn't accurate because it gave the wrong impression about what the story was that gave it a liberal slant. It was was oh, it yesterday something on transgenders I well, think the, it was well the one the one today I want to read from Breitbart okay uh and they get it wrong because what when you when you see this headline you say oh and we look for media bias wherever and right, especially right. when when conservative media gives the wrong spin in the headline you know you have problems right but this one here it is Governor Greg Abbott of Texas vows to ban trans athletes from competing in Texas college sports. No. Is that an accurate headline? No. No, it is not. Governor Greg Abbott did not vow to ban trans athletes from competing in Texas college sports. No. If you say you're trans, you can still compete with... Your biological competitors. Yep. He is simply saying if you're a biological male. You can play on the male team. Yeah. You can't play on the biological female team. Right. The headline Governor Greg Abbott vows to ban trans athletes from competing in Texas college sports is how a liberal publication would write it, right. implying. That Governor Abbott is going to be, if you say you're trans, you can't play any college sports for either the biological male or female team. Right. Which is not correct. Right. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, Breitbart, who has, you know, uh, at, at times uh, in the past, going back maybe five, six years ago, I thought they might be going in the right direction. They're a great source now. They really are. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a great yeah. source of information. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stories, they will reprint from other papers. And some of the papers, you, you know, have uh, have uh, paywalls. Yeah. And so they'll let you know exactly what are in those articles. Mm-hmm. And so, and they've done, a, I think they've done a great job over the last couple of years uh, in being, you know, they're a conservative publication, but I, I tend to believe, and I know you Read a lot too. I tend to believe they're always trying to be fair. Oh, I think so. I
0: yeah. think they in the story. I think there is a lot of effort put into it. Following a number of writers for Breitbart, they put a ton of work into what they do.
2: Yep. Yep. So. And you've been following. You've been following over the years a lot, Texas yeah. Breitbart on the border issues. Yep. Yeah. Breitbart
0: Texas, I think, right. uh, with Brandon Darby and a, and uh, a handful of others. Uh, and forgive me for not naming them all here, but, uh, they all deserve, uh, I think great praise on the work that they've done in covering, uh, the, the cartels, uh, the border, uh, and everything that's going on with, uh, with Texas and, and, and the border problems. But I, I think, you know, the border in general for the entire U.S., it is a U.S. problem, but they do a great job. They put a ton of work in. So. Uh, You know, I'll say this. I've seen Brandon go back and forth with people, followers, Brandon Darby, uh, Breitbart, Texas. Um, I, I've seen him go back and forth with followers on social media. Um, I I think it's my perception, and I could be wrong, but it's my perception that he goes out of his way not to come off as a pundit while he does also... <laughs> Have opinions Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people you know will take issue with things and say well you're being too kind or soft on this person or that person and if you follow his work you understand his work and separate that from anything he posts on social media uh, or some things that he posts on social media if you can separate separate those two and understand that okay that's going to be his approach Um, you know, Andrew Breitbart wrote about Brandon Darby and it was quite unfortunate. The tweet. um, In fact, I think Brandon, I think he's got it pinned. He retweeted the tweet from Andrew, uh, but he didn't see it. Brandon didn't see it until after Andrew had passed, but it was praising Brandon Darby. So, um, in terms of his work, I don't know him personally, but in terms of his work, uh, I think he gets a, a lot of credit as do a lot of the reporters there. But but in the media, quite often, um, you know, I have issues and, and I raised an eyebrow the other day with the, uh, the man who drove the U-Haul and ran over people in New York City. And the headlines became truck driver well it was the driver of a truck but when you write truck driver it sounds like somebody who was driving a semi and a professional driver right exactly and yeah yeah Yeah. i take issue with that i I, Mm -hmm. you know it's i'm not going to jump on you know that entire soapbox um but it is it, it is one of those things that just and and then i heard it on fox news and they said truck driver and i said no, don't so, don't say it that way. The driver of that truck of the truck say it right, that way, right? Because it makes it sound like uh, somebody in the trucking industry just lost yeah. it, and then you know, and that's not an accurate portrayal of what happened. Yeah. So, uh,
2: but the, right, because truck driver has become synonymous with professional truck driver. That's it. It's right. it's almost hyphenated, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, or one word.
0: Um, and and so that's you know, but it's but there are many things, though, in the media, we pick apart how the uh, left will and the left media will phrase things and write things. But I think it's imperative uh, that anyone who whether they want to be perceived as conservative media or just fair media, unbiased media,
2: they need to write it correctly. Well, look, I I have no problem if somebody has, if somebody states the truth and has a different opinion on the truth. But what you and I noticed a few years back and I, you know, from my own experience being in talk radio now, this is my 34th year, uh, not completing it yet, but (laughs) into my 34th year. When I started in 1989, we actually had debates on the issues. Mm-hmm. You would have, I would have people that would call my show, write me, whatever, because email did not exist at that time. Think about that.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> when I started in, man, I'm old. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't seem that long ago, mm-hmm. but there were no computers. Yeah, right. No computers, no email, nothing. I mean, it's completely changed. Mm-hmm. But
0: we would. When I, when I started this job, we had um, mm-hmm. back at the uh, Arlington studios. We had the Internet in
2: one room. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I can still remember getting training on the computer. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like 90, 93 or 94. Does anyone even
0: have voicemail anymore? Because everything back then, if you were going to communicate, you would leave somebody a voicemail. A voicemail,
2: yeah. Yeah, does anybody have a
0: I know well, everybody does has anybody a have a, office number Well but. does
2: any does anybody have a voicemail at work anymore or is it just your cell phone voicemail
0: Right it's a I think it's a combination or yeah. a mix of those one or the yeah. other or both Yeah
2: I remember having to go in when I started at WBAP and having to go in and check my messages Yeah <laughs> Right you know on the no, you on the company phone yeah
0: Um I'm trying to think my last job before I came here I think you could check them remotely toward the end. You could call your number. Yeah, that's and you true. Could, we could do that. You yeah. could check it remotely, but yeah. but you you know, it being tethered to a a voicemail and a lot of times mm-hmm. people wouldn't leave that.
2: But when I when I, when I started and and really going through, I'm trying to think going through the Lewinsky stuff, I'm trying to think, and, mm-hmm. and local issues. Yeah, it, it, pro, I, I'm going to guess probably in the last 10 to 15 years is when it really became that you don't discuss the issues. Any, we discuss the issues, mm-hmm. but the opposition will not discuss the issue with you. Right, right. What they'll say is, you're, you know, you have the facts of the issue wrong.
0: Yeah.
2: And our claim will be, no, we... We've become fact checkers is what we've become. If you're talking to the other side, you're a fact checker. Right. There is, you know, it, it's, it's like, uh, the, the debate would be on inflation right now. Well, inflation's coming down. No, it's not. No. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you know, the other side. Yes, it is. No, the rate of inflation is coming down, but inflation continues to increase and, and over the 2% mark, which, you know, which the Fed views as a standard because inflation's always going up, but when inflation is under control of two percent or less, that's what it's viewed. So we're talking about over two percent and we would be precise on it. Yeah, yeah, but the rate's coming down. But people aren't getting a relief. You're saying people are getting relief. They're not getting re- yeah. Well, they're getting relief because it's not going up as much as it was going up. That's not relief. And so you get into these stupid arguments. Mm-hmm. Because you can't agree on the facts, and that's right. why there isn't much debate that goes on. Right. Because the debate is what is really going on, and the left doesn't want to do that. So we've become much more fact checkers. But I have no problem with somebody. You know, a, a, a Jonathan Turley is somebody. He's a Democrat.
1: Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. He's a he's a he's a Democrat who says this is the way the law is. This is yeah. what this is what precedent. Right. Uh, uh, says this is what the Constitution is about, not what I think, but what it is. Now uh, I believe we ought to spend more money here. Turley probably wants to spend more money than I wish to spend. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where he stands on the particular issues. But as he admits, he's a Democrat. Yeah. And boy, the, do you see how he's getting demonized now because mm-hmm. he's now speaking? Because he's speaking. Think about this. Uh, it started changing probably a little over twenty years ago when Bernard Goldberg wrote his book bias. Yeah. Right. And when he pointed out the bias in the media, he became right wing. Yeah. And he was simply saying yeah. I'm not a I'm not a conservative. Right. And I don't think at that point I think at that point he had voted vastly democrat his entire life. Yeah. I don't know if he's changed on it, but he was shocked. I remember USA today all the right-wing books you know when Ann Coulter was writing her books and I know Sean had a book that I think I was on like page 232 or something on hmm. one of the books he wrote hmm. uh, but but everybody was writing books back then right and um and it said the right wing books are out there and there's Bernard Goldberg's book you know bias it's like he's not right wing he basically said I I, I don't I, I believe in good journalistic practices, that became right-wing. And his point was, you're not being fair. You're not reporting the story. You're not being a true journalist. And at that point, it really got, that's where I saw really the, the change starting in talk radio, where you really, we discuss the issues and tear them apart, but the opposition has no interest in talking, you know, saying, okay, sitting down and saying, okay, these are the set of facts of what is. Well, and and um, and and then debating, debating their different viewpoint on it from ours. That doesn't really happen anymore, and it's a shame it doesn't.
0: You and I talked uh, a day or two ago about Matt Taibbi, who was on with Rogan again recently, and that's what they have done with a lot of, you know, because he's Matt Taibbi's involved in the and um, the Twitter files,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you had. Uh, was it Barry Weiss, uh, New York magazine? And I think the Washington Post, you know, basically calling Matt Taibbi a conservative.
2: Right. And he's not.
0: He wanted to do journalism. He looked he talked about it on the podcast the other day with with uh, Rogan. He said, you know, when I was at Rolling Stone, I was looking at the things going on with Trump. And it was like, all right. But it doesn't seem like this is accurate. This is Right that you know this is and then he said the next thing i know i was working independently <laughs> <laughs> which is to say he was let go of the rolling stone because they're not going to have that he did a, he did a lot of the political and news coverage non music related coverage for the uh, rolling stone back then and that's it we've talked about the you know the the people who i honestly i don't care how they vote or what their opinion is, especially if they're doing something like coverage. I honestly can't tell you like a Brandon Darby. I don't know if he's a conservative, if he is um, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I don't know on a number of things where he stands on social issues, and
2: I don't care. Who was the guy from MTV that came out and said, you know, the whole thing from Michael Moore was a bunch of garbage, you know, about the healthcare care and Kurt Loder. Kurt Loder, yeah, I mean, he's not conservative. No, he was. Uh, he just said, "Is he not- still at Rolling Stone?" Yeah, I, know. I
0: know he's at Rolling Stone for the longest time. Oh, we have a Rolling Stone. You see what they wrote about Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, we got to get to that story.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, he he is a libertarian, and I think probably social liberal. I I, I hate to try and and right, label people, right. but but yeah, he uh, oh. he promoted during that time when. Um, uh when uh the the movie or the, the so-called documentary Sicko came out right and he said look you know he has it wrong and he said if you really want to take a look at you know the whole uh socialism thing uh, especially socialized medicine um take a look at the short documentary called Dead Meat and you know he was he made that point went on and railed against um Michael Moore you know, and his praise for Cuba. Yeah, at he's, the time.
2: Uh, he believes in free love and free markets. So yeah. That's, that's what he is. Yeah, so. so a, <laughs> uh,
0: Social liberal. And, and, right. Yeah, and, and we see a lot of that. And, and frankly, again, I don't care about their opinions if they're doing journalism. I just care about the work. And the work needs to be done. Uh, they need to put in the work, first of all, I believe they need to show that demonstrate that with what they're writing or presenting and you know they um it needs to be thorough i if they're going to be opinionated okay then do that for a living
2: 86690 red eye tires command a lot of
3: attention as a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of csa violations any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration consider tire balancing which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, but the trick is to be proactive and not reactive. Conduct routine pre- and post-trip tire inspections and pay special attention to inflation. Tires with too little air will wear prematurely and create more resistance, which can result in increased fuel consumption, a harsher ride, and ultimately lead to a blowout.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
3: Earn personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with SmartHaul from Progressive Insurance. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Not available in all states or situations.
2: As a truck driver, there's nothing I dislike more than... It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Hurley and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety 90 red right, You know, you had mentioned Rolling Stone, and they came out with an article yesterday that uh, the Trump campaign said is ridiculous and fake news that uh, said uh, they have anonymous sources that say Trump wanted a video campaign to hype a resurgence of firing squads and group executions for federal death penalty sentences if he is elected president.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That, he would, that the video would basically hype the fact that uh, he wants to return to firing squads, group executions, and maybe even the guillotine. Oh, something you're familiar right. with. Right. <laughs> well, and one of my greatest Christmas presents ever. And this is to fight yeah. the soft crime policies of Biden. Hmm. Trump campaign says that's not true.
0: Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEye. that's the letters Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
3: Individuals and businesses with tax
2: problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finance?
1: Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio.
2: <laughs> and he's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Yeah, there's the story. Uh, Trump is uh, Trump's team refuting the Rolling Stones report that he wants a video campaign to hype the resurgence of firing squads and group executions for uh, federal death penalty sentences if he is elected president, calling the claims ridiculous and fake news. But the interesting thing is, specifically, they said uh, Trump has talked about bringing back death by firing squad, by hanging, and according to two of the sources, possibly even the guillotine, in order to uh, attack Biden and his... uh,
0: Mm.
2: Soft on crime policies. Yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> have we ever had that here? Was that a French thing? I don't know if the US ever had uh, guillotines. Yeah, that's a great I don't think I don't believe we did. Thought that was uh European yeah. like a long time before we ever existed as a country.
2: You know, I really don't want to get into the minutia of this topic, but I did see the History Channel <laughs> on the history of the guillotine. Yeah. And why they went to the guillotine. Right. Because they went to the guillotine because that was viewed as a more humane way of execution. Okay. Well, okay. Hmm. We don't want to go into the form of execution before the guillotine. Yeah. Uh,
0: It gets... uh, yeah, you would want it quick and painless, basically. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh,
2: the the other form. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this was uh, uh, dealing with uh, your innards. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm telling you, uh, I wish it was true when he would have released the video. <laughs> what would the video have been like? <laughs> If, you mean I've if seen, Trump was promoting all these things? <laughs> yes.
0: If he actually yes.
2: was? Yeah. Now, you know, you know something? Mm. If Rolling Stone claims the story is true, I can see Trump kidding about that. I could
0: see him you know? talking to, to supporters in yes. a small room and going, yes. you know what? We should bring the you know firing squad back. We should have public executions. You know what? Okay. We should get the guillotine. All right. That'll bring down crime. I could see him doing that, yeah, in a very clearly not serious mode, right?
2: But I would have liked to seen the because all I can all I can think of is hang him high. Yeah, I mean that. the The way that they did that movie, mm. the you know, just the shots of the hanging scene. Yeah, right. Remember the guy who was a drunk, and I don't know if he committed murder or did whatever. Remember his speech; it's one of the greatest speeches before somebody, yeah, hanged in a movie ever. Yeah, you know, about, about yeah. how uh, you know alcohol was the you know the devil that that made him do it, and and the the camera. I mean, his face. You know, they let him say something before, and his face—it's just sweating. And I'm thinking to myself, what did it take to put that shot together? Yeah one of the greatest that's one of the greatest scenes in that in in that movie but they hanged a lot of they they did hang him high in that movie a well, lot that's, of them. that's that's true that's true
0: uh they had a a scene in uh the uh, Yellowstone prequel uh 1923
3: hmm
0: and there was a hanging and I've always been fascinated with that same thing as I've if you're a stuntman, okay, guys, you got the harness. Everything's good, right? It's it's good, right? Because on the horses, there are things you often can't control, according to a friend of mine who is a stuntman, and no, he's never done that kind of stunt. He does uh, big rig stunts, but he says, you know, working with animals, especially horses, you can't, even the trained horses, can be unpredictable at times. There are certain things where you can't always control them. You can get them to do certain things, but you can't completely control them in every setting. And they're unpredictable at times. And you have to, you know, factor
2: all that in. That would not make me nervous. And the other thing is once you go back to when those forms of execution were being used, understand the autocratic governments that existed at that time, kings and queens, right? Yeah. Which is why I am against, and this story was written in the Kansas City Stars, why I am against renaming the Kansas City Chiefs the Kansas City Kings. No. Yeah. An op-ed piece. Now that they're the world champions, it's time to change the name, and the public will go along with it. You can sell a ton of merchandise, and you can call them kings, kings. Because they are the kings because the king is at the top. And there is nothing about the kings that would be viewed as triggering in any manner, correct? This is written by Kelly Erin Reich. Mm-hmm. And uh I was uh I I learned about this uh from uh a great friend of the show. He does a great uh conservative podcast, Dale Carter, who is mm-hmm. the Dale is the public address announcer uh, at the Kansas City Chiefs games. Right. Yeah. Just a great guy. Great guy. But he turned And and so he had had written on social media. He said, well, somebody would be offended by Kings. Well, yeah. Because Kings represents a non-elected, non-democratic autocracy that has throughout history enslaved billions. And as I wrote to him, I am beyond triggered and offended so there you go well
0: here's uh another thing well to be a king you have to be a man (laughs) can't have that
2: you're right king is not i didn't even think about that that can't happen king is not gender neutral
0: it is a male, not only is it a male, it's a male with the ultimate power. It's the ultimate mm-hmm. of patriarchy. Exactly. It absolutely oh. is. I'm double triggered. I'm triple triggered. Actually, I'm I'm being talked into it. I kind of like it now.
2: <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Uh Kelly yeah. did not think this thing through when coming up with the Kansas City Kings as a replacement name for the Chiefs. Right. Apparently, Kelly has not been paying attention Mm -hmm. that if you change your name, you have to go through the woke line you have to people on right. liberals on both sides. Yes. As you walk through that line, you have to get their approval. Kings will never get the approval. Number no. 1 because nobody in Kansas City wants to change the name. <laughs> well, and but Kings is not woke enough.
0: So they win the Super Bowl and then you change the name. Well then what? Do you want people to quit wearing the old Super Bowl shirt? It still says Chiefs on it. Is it
2: going to be wrong to wear that shirt? Did they ban in, in in I don't know this. Did they ban in Washington stadium anything but Commanders? Can you wear the old stuff? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen where they have, but I would assume wow. if
0: you have a Redskins jersey, That you could wear it, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, you know, every Chiefs fan went out and bought, likely went out and bought something or was going to buy something. Right. With Super Bowl champions on it. You change the name, is it going to be wrong to put any of that apparel on display? Can you wear it? Because once the, once the name change happens, that's where you've crossed that line. That's where the media, at that point, puts everything in the past, closes the door on the old name. Yes. Yeah. But they won a Super Bowl. Recently. In fact, most recently. And if the idea is, well, now that they want it, now's the time to change the name, Change the name before the start of the next season and see what happens.
2: Yeah, but then they can get more merchandise. That's what Kelly, that's what she's saying. You can get more merchandise selling with the new name. So the new name would be the Kansas City Kings Super Bowl Bowl winners in 2023. But they weren't because they weren't named that. The truth
0: doesn't matter.
2: In Can't the put that on society
0: there. we live in. Can't put that on there. The Chiefs want it. Yeah. And what are you going to do with all the stuff that's already out there?
2: I saw, there was something about the commanders. I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody, if some uh, former player had died or whatever, We said they mm-hmm. played for the commanders and people threw a fit. Right. No. They never played for the commanders. No. Right. Right. And I can't remember. I can't remember which player it was, but it just happened in the last couple of weeks. I went, well, "Whoa!" You,
0: you know, because I've heard it. Caitlin Jenner was a, an Olympic champion. No, no. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was, was an Olympic champion. Yes. Those are the facts, and yeah, you're right. The facts don't matter. But what do you do with it? Uh, let's say they were to move forward with this as, as they're suggesting here the chief's name change it what do you do with all the apparel and the paraphernalia that has super bowl champions on it <laughs> you're going to refund that and give it to them in the new name people already spent money on it
2: can't do that i have to go check now you're making mm. you're making me check what's that okay mm. I went to 76 oh, if, to yeah, see we, if if they oh, changed the name. I went 76. This is from uh, olympics.sporting.com. Uh, dot dot right. Yeah. Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Bruce Jenner. Right. Exactly. So. I wonder, could, I wonder if they'll ever change it. Don't know. I wonder if they'll ever.
0: Wouldn't be accurate, but that doesn't stop anybody, does it? I'm I'm
2: now I now I've got to check Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, because Wikipedia is always accurate. <laughs> uh, Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. Yep, they've got Bruce Jenner. Yeah, Wikipedia does too. and Wikipedia is woke. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked someone hasn't gone in and edited that. Yeah,
2: eight six six ninety red eye.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: Find the conversation using the Shell Rotella hotline. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Coming up following the top of the hour, the ultimate, the ultimate, I mean, the absolute ultimate in the liberal circular firing squad. You're not going to want to miss it. All right. But here it is Canadians demand New York City immediately stop sending illegal immigrants to Quebec. Well,
0: how are they getting to Quebec?
2: Officials in Quebec are demanding New York City Mayor Eric Adams immediately stop. Sending, board, well, by bus, they're sending them up. Well, I know, but I
0: mean, they're here in the States legally, but how do they get into Canada legally? What's happening with Canadian law?
2: I don't know how they I'm get, sorry, not Canada,
0: Canadia. Uh, yeah, Canadia, yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> yes, Canadia. <laughs> The government of Canada's second most populous province is demanding that Mayor Adams immediately uh, 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 stop helping migrants illegally enter the Great White North. Illegally. Illegally.
0: Okay. There's the key word. Any
2: form of assistance to migrants crossing the border where it is strictly provisioned to do so should stop immediately. We understand the situation of migrants in New York. Poses major challenges, but the situation in Quebec and particularly in Montreal is even worse and constitutes an important humanitarian issue. So, by the Democrat standard, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Quebec is xenophobic. Yes. By the Democrat standard. Right. That's right. To date, nearly 50,000 border crossers have arrived in New York since the spring of last year, with almost 30,000 uh uh living across more than 80 hotels for free. Mm. So yeah, I don't know exactly how they're helping them get I think they're bringing them to the border and say, "Hey, you cross." Right. You bring them to deserted areas and
0: let or them Or they're run just it. putting them on a bus and then they you know, do they the do the rest, I guess. They I, do it, they
2: know. do it on their own. On
0: their own. Yeah. Well, look, um it was bound to happen the major blue areas are are going to do one thing or the other they're either going to pay for it which they don't have the money or they're going to put them on a bus to somewhere else
2: All across the USA and around the world, we're Rudd Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Rudd Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight. Before we get to more balloon insanity and the inflation numbers, just, uh, I've got a couple of uh, stories here. Just added another one to the Liberal Circular Firing Squad update. All right. This one is just totally bizarre from New York as as uh you know new york attempts to legalize pot mhm mhm yeah well first off as you know i mean when they decide to legalize pot the uh, the indian reservations jumped on it big time i okay. mean they've got a yeah. huge head start in 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 selling it and uh uh from what i know they're not they they i can guarantee the reservations will fight the taxation that new york wants to put on it mhm uh, because if New York does what California does, they're going to end up in the exact same position as California, which right, is, right. oh, you're giving more business to the cartel, not less. Overall, more people will smoke yep. or do whatever, however you, in, you ingest it these days. Mm-hmm. will be doing marijuana because now it's legal. The stigma has gone. You can do it. You won't get arrested if you have it in your car. Uh, and and so more people will do it. And therefore, the cartel will actually do more business afterwards because they can undercut because these liberal states want to tax the daylights out of it and remember we still haven't talked about that the democrats if they could on the federal level would tax it another eight percent yeah
0: the feds are mad they can't get their well i think they're waiting for their chance to pounce i think democrats especially when they want to talk about decriminalization it's like oh no we need to move in that direction and everybody's like oh see see and then the second part of that is, and we won our cut. Yes.
2: But this is the liberal circular firing squad here, which could only happen with liberals. Yeah. Jason Riley pointed it out mm. uh, about the, the, the fight there. Now, they legalized it almost like two years ago. Mm. Okay. The first license, um, let me see, two years ago, New York passed a Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. Uh, and became one of the nearly two dozen states to do it. Apparently, the first license was handed out just recently. But in New York City, one of the problems is, is, is the fact that there's so many illegal shops selling it. And one of the reasons is, is the fact that Half of the license, you know, they, they're doing the same stupid thing that they, they're they following California into the same path. We want it to be local. We want individuals to be able to grow it. We want to do it. And you can't compete with the cartel. The warning's yeah. out. New York, look at California. They don't care. Right. They believe, oh, right. no, you know, we can do economics different here. No, you can't. But that's not the point. The point is the licenses go to you if... Half of the licenses will go to people that have suffered under the unfair marijuana laws, which means if you broke marijuana laws in the past, you are moved up the line to be able to get a marijuana license for, you know, growing, selling, whatever you wish to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what's happening is it's like this is taking so long where the illegal shops – have been set up all over the place, mm. and I think what was it was it a, was it across from City Hall, or was where there was an illegal shop that was right there, and they keep finding it, but it keeps opening up a week later. And mm. the fact is, these illegal shops are waiting to get their license. A well, lot of them- so,
0: so it sounds like they what they have done is it's if like with California, if you can show that you're already engaged in the licensing process, then the state won't come after you. Uh, That was happening with growers in California. I don't know about the dispensaries, but with the growers, if you go down and file to become legal, if you were an illegal grower, you go down, you file to become legal, then we won't go after you on enforcement as long as you're in that process. You can keep doing what you're doing. It sounds like that's what's going on in New York.
2: No. No. What what's happening now is now because uh uh Bragg and uh, other the, these other DAs wouldn't go after the illegal growers. So they're and, not these, and, this and, and dispensary
0: so, is not on and, and, its way to becoming legal or Well, no, it's you're still just no, they're still not is becoming legal, but
2: n- no, no, the dispensaries eventually could become legal. Now some of them maybe don't want to get licensed, maybe some of them do want to get licensed. But the fact is now they've said we're going to crack down on all the illegal selling. So the liberal circular firing squad is the fact that the state to begin with says if you were caught illegally doing it Mm -hmm. in the past, we're going to move you right up to the forefront of being able to sell it legally. And now they're busting anybody who's selling it illegal, even though. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Right, right. Even if you're in the process of trying to get the license. So they've reversed their policy then. I don't know if that was ever their policy. Mm. So there you go. Uh, but isn't the crackdown on illegal dispensaries at cross-purposes with the equity claims of the new law? Proponents wanted to legalize pot in the first place because blacks and Hispanics are arrested for drug offenses at higher rates than whites. By design, many of the people operating these pot shops are waiting for licenses that are reserved for racial and ethnic minorities. If Mr. Bragg is serious about going after them, he will inevitably be targeting the same groups that were disproportionately targeted under the old law.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: (laughs) And as they write... As he writes, the reality is, if New York manages to produce enough licenses to meet demand, the black market isn't going uh, going away anytime soon. California approved a ballot initiative legalizing the sale of marijuana for recreational use in twenty sixteen, but high taxes and regulations have made it impossible for the legal pot market to compete with the illegal market. And the same thing's going to happen. Well, same, same, same yeah, thing's going to happen. In New
0: York. I, I was watching a documentary, and there was a, on the grower side, there was one grower that was saying, "I don't ever plan to go legal." Because he he believed that it was not going to last. And it turns out now, uh, this is, I think, a couple of years old, two or three years old. He was right. That the industry is crashing in California. And he's, if he's still doing it now, he's still making the money he was making before. And so he didn't have any interest at all and going through the legalization process as a grower. Yep. And and they were doing that same thing. Look, we want to <laughs> we want it to be local. We want we don't want to turn it over to um Philip Morris. <laughs> we don't want to turn it over to these massive corporations. We want the little guy to have a chance.
2: All sounded great, didn't it?
0: Well, you know, here's the problem with that is that when the government is saying we want the little guy, say it out loud. Even though it's state government, it's big government. So the big guy is saying we want to give the little guy a chance. Well, what's the big guy doing? Well, through regulation, they're having to cover their cost. And, of course, they're going to tax it. Which means what? Well, they want their cut. Well, you can't compete with the cartels. Cartels can compete all day long. They use the processes that they use. They're growing their stuff now
2: on American soil, including California. Well, I, like I like I said, though, I, I just think it's only in liberalism because there's fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred illegal dispensaries now in New York City alone. Yeah. And and so you look at this and I mean Jason Rowley makes the great point. The whole point they did it, well we need equity, we need uh the, the marijuana laws targeted uh blacks and Hispanics disproportionately, so we're gonna give them uh a, a significant portion of the license out there. Mm-hmm. So they're all now getting a head start before yeah. anything is legal and now they believe it was gonna interfere uh with the uh with the uh, uh with the new dispensaries being slowly rolled out. So now they want to disproportionately go after the black and Hispanic (laughs) dispensary owners disproportionately (laughs) and and convict them of illegal of of of, you know whatever illegal marijuana law. (laughs) So they're doing the exact same thing that they claim they wanted to reward them for. The
0: only fix here is to say, in one fell swoop amend the law and say, okay, from now on Everybody's legal, but you can't do that. And why is that?
2: Well, because it can't be fully unregulated. Oh, no, no. They, they don't, it has
0: to be regulated. Yeah. They don't
2: want it to be, they don't want to just legalize marijuana. They want to tax it and regulate it. That, that's my point yeah. is that you can't do it without
0: regulation.
2: Right. There, ha- it has to be
0: regulated. Well, for a number of reasons, the whole NIMBY thing. Look, I think it should be legal, but I don't want people selling it in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And. So then, okay, well now we're going to cut out a district, we're going to zone it, and we're going to tax it. Every taxing entity within that jurisdiction of that soil is going to go after
2: it. You know, Joe Gaga, <laughs> Lady Gaga's father, we mm-hmm. talked about yeah. him yesterday about this time in his uh his Italian restaurant that he mm-hmm. said New York City's horrible right now. One of the things he brought up was the dispense the illegal dispensaries are everywhere. Yeah. That's the problems he brought up.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and and it invites, because if they're not going to, there's not going to be enforcement on that, then what other activity surrounding all of those operations is not enforced either?
1: Yeah.
0: I'd be shocked to learn that the cartels didn't have a hand in some of
2: that. And then the other story uh, is uh, on crime. Representative Angie Craig discussed the assault. She's a Democrat from Minnesota. Congresswoman Mm -hmm. discussed the assault on her in her D.C. apartment last week Mm -hmm. during a portion of interviews aired on CBS Mornings and CNN's Outfront on Tuesday and said her alleged assailant is probably only being held because she is a member of Congress, and the case is being heard by the federal court system, and the assault was predictable, a predictable outcome of a repeat offender receiving light sentences. During her interview on CBS, the Democrat said, if you throw somebody in jail for 10 days and think there's there's your punishment, and we're going to let you right back out in the street, what the hell do you think is going to happen? This is from a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. She said it's really just unbelievable that I was the 13th assault and the reason we're having this conversation today and probably the reason that uh, he could be held is because I'm a member of Congress and this is being adjudicated in the federal court at this time, unlike the other 12 instances. What do I see happen? I want Americans, especially women, to feel safe in their communities and to me that means we got to focus our effort on public safety, making sure the people who shouldn't be released aren't. Sorry, your you're... party's been part of bail yep. reform and everything else. Yep. What did you think was going to happen? It's mainstream in your party. Yep. Didn't you know that?
0: Well, wow. she knew it and she definitely knew it in that yeah. state. Yep. Look, I'm glad that she didn't suffer anything serious. I mean, it was a really bizarre story. The guy gets on board the ele- elevator with her. He's acting erratic and starts doing push-ups and all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden attacks her. She had hot coffee on her. That's what she used to get away. She threw it on him, and she was able to get away.
2: She basically said, "I was the this happened twelve times. I was the twelfth victim." Yeah, and this person's still running around. That's what Democrats want. This They've is what been your clear party has on been promoting. Yes, I, I you don't know what else to say. Well, because there's
0: no hope in changing your party's position on this. No, if you're going to change position, maybe you change parties.
2: Eight six six ninety red eye. A straightforward meat production and price forecast for February, according to USDA World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jackowski. Up. For beef production at price, slaughtering more cattle but at a little bit lighter weight, the result was a fairly modest increase in beef production. We raised our steer price by seventy-five cents per hundredweight. Currently forecast at one hundred fifty-nine dollars per hundredweight, that would be record high. Add down production at price wise for pork and poultry. Pork, we lowered it forty million pounds, and that reflects lower carcass weights for pork. We lowered our hog price forecast by a dollar. 50 per 100 weight. We lowered our boiler production forecast 200 million pounds. Relatively bigger change for boilers than for the other main proteins. Lowered our boiler price forecast 2 cents a pound. That entirely reflects lower prices in the first half of the year. I'm Rod Bade reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA
0: report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye More on the balloons and uh, the inflation numbers coming up following the bottom of uh, the hour. Well, finally, the House sele- uh, Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic hmm. uh, has their chairman... Uh, Representative Brad Wenstrip and uh, House Oversight uh, Committee Chairman James Comer announced an investigation into the origins of the coronavirus uh, early this week and informed Dr. Fauci they will be contacting him to schedule a transcribed interview. The chairman, along with the Republicans on the Select Committee of the Coronavirus Pandemic, Directed letters to Fauci, the former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Current Biden administration officials and EcoHealth Alliance President uh, Peter Daszak notifying them that they now fall under the purview of both committees. It's really incredible. I mean, the one thing that we've talked about is, yeah, I think everybody's naturally curious as to, you know, where did this come from? Right. Right. We, right. We know the two opposing theories. Mm-hmm. It came out of nature or it was a coincidence that everywhere in the entire world, this came from nature within miles of a laboratory that deals in coronaviruses. Right. I mean, that basically goes back to John Stewart that night, you know, right. talking about it. Well, it's
0: not a far fetched theory. And it's not to say, OK, that's where it came from. It's to say that's where we That's
2: so where we start right exactly. you know I mean he was he was funny on it because you look at it and you say, all right, the odds are you know, what are the odds that it came from nature within a mile or so of yeah. a lab where right. they work with these viruses yeah and you would say, well, the odds with with all the landmass uh, in the world is probably one in a trillion. Well any investigator will say, all right, that's suspicious yeah. right. Those odds are so great that there might be something else here. Uh And so if you're inquisitive, if you have any type of curiosity whatsoever, you want to know why it happened. The question is, why have Democrats and this administration done everything possible to not have a full congressional investigation into the origins of coronavirus. Why would you want to know? Right. Why don't Democrats want it?
0: I. It, it, someone would have to explain to me why they don't want to know how it
2: started. And and if you say, well, it we would get political because of the Republicans, you had the House. You had the Senate the last couple of years. You could have done it. Right. You could have done the investigation. You had no interest in finding out where COVID came from. Something That affected this country like nothing else has, pandemic-wise, in over 100 years. Illness-wise, in over 100 years. That shut down the economy. That destroyed people's lives. That restricted and harmed children's education. That put in draconian rules... That eventually we found out we're not backed by science. Yeah. And you say, well, no, we, we really don't have uh, no any interest in finding out why this happened so we can prevent it again. Sounds like you're covering something up.
1: On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYES. Uh, so where do we go here with our audio cuts of the day? Okay. Both are Kareem Jean-Pierre. All right. Okay. And so, and it's the, the really the, the, Two biggest stories of, of yesterday and probably today, too. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, this one is about the balloons. And what we learned yesterday is that uh, when, you know, that they were classified briefings that they came out with, but even the administration was clear these were benign, which means they weren't spy satellites. Whatever we sh- these three things that were shot down were not spy satellites, they weren't extraterrestrials, and they weren't, uh, they weren't a threat to the United States in any way, mm-hmm. which then when you had uh, one of the spokespersons from the Department of Homeland Security say, there are a thousand things up there, like, you know, use car lot balloons. And then weather balloons came up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where things started going downhill. And this was one reporter's question to Kareen Jean-Pierre yesterday. So two two more balloon questions. Um, The National Weather Service website Mm -hmm. here says that 900, that weather balloons are released around the world from 900 locations twice a day, every single day of the year, including 92 released by the National Weather Service in the U.S. Um, that they fly for at least two hours a day, drift as far as 125 miles, and cover, uh, and, and rise up to 100,000 feet above mm-hmm. the ground. Um, if, if it turns out, as it looks like, that the, that, that the president... Um, and, and Mr. Trudeau sent top gun fighters to blow weather balloons out of the sky. Is the does the, does the president regret that, and is he embarrassed by that?
1: I'm not going to get ahead of what um, of any final decision. We-
2: again, she just didn't answer the question because you can't answer that question. You simply say, "I'm not going to answer the question." Yeah, uh, all right. uh, But that was that was a horrible moment, and that. You know, it it became clear, and if you want to know where the narrative's coming from, Republicans and independents now, and it's simply this: is as you brought up, uh, everything is an over the top reaction. Yeah, everything. It's all spin. Everything is spin. You use the word spin, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so glad you did that because this is all political spin. The behavior of what happened, you know, shooting down the the satellite after it left. Uh, over U.S. Uh, not the satellite, excuse me the 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 Chinese spy balloon after it got across. Would they have, We've asked that question. Would they have done it if nobody knew about it? No, they wouldn't have. No, that was been and, and and so they did that because okay, we did shoot it down. But then they were going after things that they didn't even know what they were, and all of a sudden you start wondering, well, what was the scenario on that? Because you've got thousands of weather balloons up there that are yeah. that are flying right why did we pick out those three did you think they were a threat did you say they weren't a threat and the president just did the president have one of his state of the union uh anger management moments where he just said shoot him down shoot him down none of it makes sense at all you don't shoot down something that is an intelligence threat to the United States, you let it cross all the way across the country, and then you start shooting down things that you can't even identify as a threat.
0: Well, either someone with authority totally botched it and said and told the president, yeah, these are Chinese balloons, or he went in and said, I'm going to override whatever. I'm going to give the order. Shoot them down. Just bizarre. There's your range of events that happened because someone had to make the call. You're telling me three times they made a mistake in identifying what they were? Three times. Nope. Knowing how this president is, knowing his temperament, I'm guessing he didn't like the idea that he was getting so
2: much flack on this. So I'm going to play tough guy. This is, by the way, we're not. I don't think we're going over the top here at all. No, based on the fact that he always brags about how tough he is, and don't mess with you know, don't mess with Joe. And he was clearly in politically embarrassed, obviously by what happened. He they knew nobody was buying. He into. was
0: shouting about G in some weird rants.
2: It didn't make during sense during the State of the Union. Yeah. That was a reaction. And so all of it, I love your point when you said, this is political spin. All of it. The behavior actually is political spin. I need to show that I'm the tough guy. Well, that's falling apart really quickly. Well, the, as yeah. when, when that question was asked the way that it was asked, and we had mentioned, mentioned this earlier and for people that didn't hear, just the way that the reporter phrased that. Mm-hmm. So Trudeau and the president sent our top gun fighters. Now, we don't, know if they were top gun or not whether mm. they were navy or whatever but that that's used because top gun is on everybody's mind everybody knows what top gun is because everybody saw top gun maverick it's part of our popular culture now so we sent the and you take that imagery of the best and the brightest to shoot down weather balloons is the president embarrassed and this all comes from the whole thing of Schumer talking about China's on the Sunday morning news shows last week. China's been humiliated. Yeah, really? Is that what you oh think's happened gosh. over the last few days? Now,
0: I mean, this it's just—it's horrible. This is it's horrible. as embarrassing as it gets, and it's over our own soil.
2: Yep. And we still go back to the well, and parts of Canada, and, uh, parts of Canada. Yes, parts of Canada. <laughs> Do we have to explain that every time so we don't get people correcting us? (laughs) It's not Canadian. They're Canadian, but it's not Canadia. Don't you guys know what you're talking about? Go listen to the podcast. We're not going to explain it. We don't want to. You have to listen to the podcast to catch up. Our goal is not to cause divisiveness. Mm -hmm.
0: Clickbait. If you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to the old podcast. (laughs) You only have to go back a few days. (laughs) We're not going to explain it.
2: We can. Corrine Jean-Pierre's. Called Canada, Canadian. Come on, you're running my clickbait. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not trying to sow divisiveness into the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody claimed that that wasn't a word. Yeah, yeah, it is.
2: That's why I've used it twice in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. One of our listeners said it was extremely, seemed agitated that we used the word divisiveness and said that wasn't a word in the English language. We don't, we don't use words
0: that don't exist that's impossible so for eric, us to do
2: eric had to send him back a, nice and the guy was nice
0: he was very response. nice he was very, very nice response. and thank response. you for listening
2: but it was it was just humorous it was yeah. just
0: humorous so. but the you know this is the, the 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 problem is that at some point either whoever owns or control those objects is going to say something the media is going to go to them the media will find the truth one way or the other
2: can we call them orbs? Why not? I don't know why that popped into my yeah. head. I was going nowhere with that. I yeah. just went, oh, yeah. let's call them orbs yeah, instead why of not? balloons. I like orbs well, because, better.
0: Okay, then then tell them, okay, if mm-hmm. Congress says, members of Congress say, they're benign. Yep. they That's what we've been told. They pose no threat. Yep. All right. Then who owns them? You've got the media foaming at the mouth. This is why it reeks of, uh, of something reactionary, which is right up the president's alley. Because when you do things like that, and then the room gets quiet, then you look around and going, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, in a moment like this, shoot them down. And keep in mind, the one over Lake Huron, they missed the first attempt. We're shooting heat-seeking missiles at weather balloons. If they were Chinese spy balloons, we'd already know.
2: Yeah, well, they already that that came out yesterday. Yeah, they weren't Chinese.
0: Yeah, no that balloons. would have that would have yeah. happened Sunday. Yeah. yeah, we would have known. Yeah. There was a reason we asked the question. All right, why do why don't you identify it? Because either you shot something down and you still don't know what you shot down or you know what you, you shot, shot down, down right. and it's a oh crap moment. How do we spin
2: it? Our second audio cut of the day, again Corine Jean Pierre, with the inflation numbers that came out yeah. higher yeah. than expected mm-hmm. uh both for the month and the uh and year the, over year. And, and year over uh year over year. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we know, the, uh, the uh, wage growth was down again, too, the real. Yeah. And so that question uh, was asked, and here's Corrine John pierres response. Numbers came out today that show a monthly decline in real wages as well as an annual decline in real wages. Administration officials have said growing real wages is an important marker for the economy. How do you view the setback in today's numbers?
1: So, a couple of things. I do want to say that uh, what we have said many
2: times is that we believe that the president's um, the president's economic plan is indeed working, and it's giving people a little breathing room. You heard. I can end it right there with the breathing room. So, this, yeah, this is this is where we get listen, into the semantics of yeah of uh, you know.
0: the rate of inflation versus. Inflation. Inflation.
2: There is no – what she's saying is since prices aren't going up as much, the prices are still going up, Mm -hmm. but people are getting breathing room. Breathing room is when you get a reprieve, which means – Prices are
0: coming down. Prices
2: are coming down. I don't have to pay as much. Breathing room is not viewed by anybody in the economic sense as, okay, uh, prices were going up uh, 9%. Now they're going up 6.5%. Therefore, you've got a reprieve. No, because number one, it's the cumulative effect of the price and the increase every month. Because as we know, it's taken year to year, which means whatever inflation was a year ago, which it had grown a significant portion in the previous year up Mm -hmm. to last year, Mm -hmm. you're paying a percentage of that. So 6.5% inflation now might be what 7% was a year ago. Yeah. So the fact is prices are still going up and they're going up significantly. You're not getting relief. She's used breathing room, she's used relief. Yes, yeah, she used that term yesterday. The 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 the, uh, the taxpayer, the the uh American citizens were seeing relief. We're not seeing relief. No,
0: I'm waiting for the answer. Well, Americans are too busy. They don't pay attention to what they're spending. They don't know they're getting the relief. Because they don't realize that they're talking to the American people. All they're worried about is the spin. American okay. people don't care. On on things like this, we're not talking about campaign promises. We're talking about real life. And these these are items that people already bought. This is January. Mm-hmm. They've already paid for it. They've already felt it. So for them. To say, oh no, no, they're getting breathing room, and you're talking to the American people,
2: and everything. Don't get that, and everything is working
0: just as planned. Yeah,
1: huh?
0: yeah, no, it's going great. This is his plan, yeah. which is dangerous to say because it's like, well, wait a minute, then his plan is to keep my prices high. If you're saying his plan is working, and that this is the relief. If you're promoting this as good,
2: then how bad is it really? I I still think that part of the strategy we talked about this during the Obama <laughs> years is just uh, uh, sell falsehoods every day, sell incompetence every day, till it becomes the norm. And it's yeah. not a big deal anymore. Yeah. And right. everybody who speaks to you is incompetent. Right. Nobody answers your question, and then it just becomes a normal expectation. And you hope you won't suffer as much in an election. And I think they view last year and say, "Look, we were selling the same thing last year. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> we were able to get away with it then. This is the only well, this, they, this is this is the only way direction that we can go as Democrats. Well, and and they said it. Biden said it.
0: They're not going to change a thing. Yep. Nope.
2: 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. Uh, He is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Every day I go home. We leave the studio here in a couple of moments. No, but every day I I go home and as I'm driving home, I'm thinking... What insanity is going to hit me as soon as I wake up? I, and, and it's always, yeah. I, I roll around in bed. I'm like, eh, cat, get off me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, let me grab my Are smartphone. Are you sleeping in the cat box? <laughs> no way. The cat's sleeping in the Geary box. Oh. And, and, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a very hard mattress. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> So I go look at my... Gary box. So I go look... (laughs) So I go... My point was, I look at my smartphone, I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then I get out of my Gary box and I go have a cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of brings with it anticipation
0: and anxiety, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Home to the Gary box.